If there's one thing we know about Hampton Roads, it's that we're an amazing area with a lot of different cities and counties. But if I'm keeping it real, we've got a bit of an identity crisis. Are we Coastal Virginia? Are we 757? Tidewater? Or is it our favorite Hampton Roads? Either way, we are very connected by way of bridges and tunnels. But how well are we actually connecting on a community level? How often are we sharing our success stories and shining a light on our communities? When was the last time you met someone and really connected to what they're doing? It's okay if your answer is, I can't remember. That's why we're here. I'm Stephen Abbott. And I'm Kara Mims. We're both realtors with Abbott Realty who love to serve our community. We're here to keep it real and share all things 757. From real estate to community and everything in between. Let's get connected, Hampton Roads. Well, welcome, everybody. It's great to have you back on the podcast. Today, it is our honor to feature an Achievable Dream Academy. For those of you who don't know, an Achievable Dream is a nationally accredited K-12 organization that serves all the way from Richmond to Virginia Beach. Their mission, very simply put, is that an Achievable Dream develops independent, productive citizens through a social academic, and moral education. We are fortunate enough to have Dr. Lee Vreeland with us this morning. Dr. Vreeland is the president and CEO of an Achievable Dream Academy. With 25 years of experience in overseeing the Academy's academics and operations in various roles, Dr. Vreeland combines strong leadership skills with her expertise in education and business strategy to lead an Achievable Dream in leveling the playing field for all students. And I just love that. She is a firm believer that all children can learn and succeed, given the tools and the opportunity. She's a graduate of Mary Baldwin College. She earned her master's degree in counseling from the College of William and Mary. She has an EDS in education administration and leadership from George Washington University and an EDD in educational policy, planning, and leadership at the College of William and Mary. She's a 2016 graduate of the Civic Leadership Institute, and serves on the Southeast Community Coalition, as well as on the Board of Directors for the Newport News Education Foundation, Peninsula Town Bank, and the Christopher Newport University Board of Visitors. Wow, what an amazing bio. Welcome, Lee. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, as you know, we're going to start out with some icebreakers today. Uh, We like to keep this fun and serious. So um, I know the answer to this, but let's just go ahead and do it anyway. Where is home originally? And if it's Hampton Roads, why did you decide to stay in the area? And if it's not Hampton Roads, what brought you to the area? Well, as you know, it is Hampton Roads. I um, have been here my entire life. And honestly, I never thought about leaving. I love this area. Um, I'm very, very family-oriented. And I just never even thought to, to move away from this region. I love what it brings, and I love being close to, to my family. That's perfect. That's what we're trying to get into on this podcast is what makes this region so special. And a lot of that is amazing organizations like the Achievable Dream. So thank you for being here and being part of it. But really, part of the other purpose of this podcast, other than shining a bright light on our amazing community features is to talk about kind of some of what's special about Hampton Roads and makes it so amazing. So personally for you, what's your favorite local spot and what the one you consider a true hidden treasure? 
So this was a hard one for me because I think that there are several hidden treasures around here. Okay. And they're not necessarily um, the places that I go all the time, but one that comes to mind um, is the perfect setting in city center. Oh, wow. I think that people just kind of drive by and do not necessarily go in and see what they have, but I love that store. And, you know, I have to say that one of my favorite things is Smitty's Better Burger. Yes. And while so many people know about it, I think we have forgotten about it way too often. There is nothing quite like a Smitty's Burger. Okay, so I've got some follow-up to both of those. <laughs> That's facts. Just want to say that. I mean, number one, the perfect setting in City Center in Newport News is incredible. Um, not having children myself, the number of times that I have called them <laughs> and been like, hey, I've got this baby shower I've got to go to or whatever it is, and I have no idea what I need. So I need – here's my budget, and I'll be by in half an hour to pick up whatever it is you select and wrap for me. Mm-hmm. And they do it graciously every time, and it, they – the selections they have are incredible. Um, if you're able to take some time and really just shop and explore the space, they've got cool stuff. So that's funny that you would bring that up because they are my go-to. Um, and then I'm embarrassed to say somebody's got to tell me about Smitty's. You don't know about Smitty's? I'm just, I said I was embarrassed. Now you don't have to shame me. <laughs> Part out, but oh my gosh, I feel like we have let you down. <laughs> that is a Hampton staple. <laughs> and I'm a burger guy through and through. Like, my doctor doesn't like it, but I like All it. All right, lunch after this, we're going to Smitty's. Smitty's <laughs> is in Hampton. It's a drive up. Okay. And it burned down yeah, a few um, years ago. A few years ago. And um, rebuilt. Ron Smith's father started it. Okay. And he rebuilt it um, when it burned down. And best burgers yeah. ever. Hands down. I got it. Okay, so lunch after this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's delicious. <laughs> I love learning stuff from this podcast, so yeah. thank you. Um, all right, next question. If you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about and why? So at An Achievable Dream, we are celebrating our 30th anniversary. Amazing. And I've thought about this a lot lately. I think I would write about the power of one. I think we often do not think that we can have a huge impact by ourselves, that why do it? Because we can't really do it without a huge group behind us. And, you know, Walter Siegeloff, your dad, you know, those are examples of people who the power of one made a huge difference. And we're getting away from that. As the generations go on, and I think it's important that we remind people and the younger generations that you can have a huge impact. Others will come with you. Others will join the the mission and the cause, but it can start with just you. That's amazing. And I think that's true. I think that people love to see someone else's vision, and if they can get behind that, um, that, that adds value and purpose for them too. So... Yeah, I think we're torn, right? I think because today, especially in real estate, you hear about all these teams and um, teams are wonderful and I get it. I love being a part of a team myself. I've got this leadership team that's incredible and I don't think this company could do half of what it does without that team. I know it could not. Um, But then I look at our company top producer. It's, It's an individual. 
And I love that because it doesn't diminish anybody else's work. It just says, like you said, hey, don't underestimate your power, your abilities, uh, what you can accomplish and who you can bring along with you. So it's very cool. I love that. I hope you write that book. (laughs) Give me a few years. Okay. <laughs> She's like, wait Are a Are you minute. a little busy? <laughs> yeah, there's a few, a few other things going on. You're just a little bit busy, right? Just I really hope you write that book. I, I really hope you write that book. I really do want to capture uh, the as much as I can um, about the history of an achievable dream um, firsthand from people while I can. And I think that you're the right person to do it with your tenure at the Academy. What you've seen the metamorphosis of that academy and to, you know, the fact that you were in Henrico yesterday, who would have thought, I got to be honest. I mean, this started with Newport News Public and I think it's amazing that you all are reaching as far as you are. And that's, that's a metamorphosis. And I hope you, I hope you take the time when you find the time (laughs) and share that. I have to make the time. I have to make the time. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you. Kara? Well, I was going to say, amidst that, let's take a step back and just, you know, share with the listeners a little bit. If, if by chance they're under a rock and they don't know about Achievable Dream and all the work that you guys do, share with them, you know, the mission and what Achievable Dream is. Okay. Uh, and Achievable Dream, as I said, started 30 years ago. And we are a public-private partnership. We partner with the public school division. So we have an MOU with the local partner with the local school divisions where we are providing additional resources, a holistic approach to education. Many people try to put us in the charter school Box, category, and right. we're not. <laughs> we are a totally unique um, uh, partnership with the school divisions because we are not trying to reproduce what they already do and do very well. Transportation, food services, the academic program. We want to enhance what the school division provides for the students who need it the most. So we're providing a longer day, eight and a half hours a day versus six and a half hours a day. Four weeks in the summer, 20 weeks of Saturday school, over 100 field trips a year, um, providing exposure, bringing learning to life, making sure that students who may not otherwise have the opportunity have a level playing field. When they graduate from high school, they will have the same opportunities and be comfortable in the same setting that maybe their more fluent counterparts will have and be comfortable in. So it really is about making sure that our students are not hindered by the risk factors that are beyond their control. Right. You know, they um, they are remarkable young people and can do anything that they set their mind to. They just need to be given the resources to do so. Well, I like what you said as far as opportunity, and the listeners can't see this, but your eyes just <laughs> light up when you're talking about the mission and your young people. Like, it's, it's amazing what people can do when you give them the opportunity and you guys do that. So that's amazing. You know, I think the other thing, the the word that is probably the most powerful one to me, and I think is really important where we are in society right now is hope. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to give our young people hope. Without hope, what do you have? You know, if you don't know that your future can be bright, what what are you working towards? Right. 
Right. It gives them it gives them that passion and that direction and that purpose, right? Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Um, so tell us about how you first became involved with the Academy. Stephen kind of spoke about your <laughs> educational journey, but talk about how you actually got connected with the Academy. You know, I had finished undergrad and my degree was not in education. I had no intention of going into education. I actually wanted to go into private practice counseling and go back to, so I was going to go back to get my master's full time. I was at a holiday party with my mom and a headhunter from the Lee group was there and just randomly started having a conversation. And she said, I know of this organization that is hiring and you may want to consider it while you're home. That was the beginning of December, probably first week of December. I started at an achievable dream on January 3rd. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Quick turnaround. <laughs> 25 and a half years ago. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I went into it letting them know that it was going to be a short-term thing for me, that I wanted to go back to school. And about a year and a half into it, that was my plan. I was going back to school, and Walter Siegeloff, who was the founder, you know, just really convinced me to to stay, and I ended up um, getting my master's in school counseling and serving as a school counselor for an achievable dream for several years, and then working on the fundraising side while I was still in the schools. Okay. Um, Walter had an amazing ability to to pull you out, and your job description never made any sense. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, what I had no idea at the time is that he saw things that I didn't in my future, and um, he was grooming me for something that I had no idea. You know, I, I never imagined I would be in this position. Um, ultimately, I became the vice president of academics and served in that role for six or seven years and took the position of CEO four years ago. So um, I think I've done a little bit of everything within this organization, and I'm grateful for every last experience that I had leading me to this position. Well, and it helps make you a good leader because you're able to, you know, really, really see the whole organization from, you know, lots of different perspectives. Absolutely. I'm not asking anybody to do anything that you would, I yeah. haven't done before. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that you reference Walter. And I think that that's another thing that we will try to do with this podcast is shine a light on those pillars of our community, past and present. And I think Walter, certainly a, a major, major pillar of this community and visionary. And as a leader, to see that in you and encourage you forward and encourage you up. And now you have the opportunity to turn around and do that every day with every student that passes through the academy. I love that. And I, I'm sure it feels like an, a tremendous gift. That's an understatement. It is um, a blessing that I really can't describe. Um, I also find myself really reflecting on those that he brought into my life, you know, the, the mentors that I've had, um, both while he was alive and since he's passed. And they're there for many reasons. One, because they love the city. Two, they are very passionate about an unachievable dream. Three, they loved Walter. 
and they want to make sure that, you know, it's continuing on it's to the best legacy. as it can. Yeah. It is his legacy. Um, but I think, you know, when I really reflect on the people that were with him along the way in starting this, and I have learned from, it, I, I really, I'm, I'm extremely humbled for the opportunities that I've had. You know, it, it, it can be overwhelming to think, why me? Why was I given this opportunity to do this? When you mentioned random earlier when you were talking about being at the holiday party, but, you know, I don't think it's random. Everything happens Agreed. for a reason. Absolutely. So you were you were meant for this role. <laughs> I agree. I, I, I agree that everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's let's talk about those young people. Um, so, of course, you know, there's a huge impact on your students during those formative years. Um, but please share with our listeners maybe some of the dreamer success stories um, and how they impact the world after graduating from Achievable Dream. <laughs> you know, this is a hard question for me because okay. not because I have to stop and think about who, what I talk about. How do I narrow down? Like your top three. <laughs> um, I can't even do that. And let me tell you, I think one of the things that is overwhelmingly um, a sense of pride for us, you know, social media can be a wonderful thing and it can be a... It has two sides. It does. <laughs> but there's nothing better than seeing our students now... Um, sharing their promotions and their travels all over the world and being parents and sharing their first day of school pictures with their children, doing all of the things that they never thought that they would have the opportunity to do. Um, I think, you know, we have um, pediatric dentists. Um, one of our Students from the first graduating class just became legal counsel for Riverside Health System. Um, Brian McGowan is, you know, a professor at American University. Um, several administrators um, in in charter schools in other areas. Several in the uh, mental health field. Um, I think two or three have been hired by. The, the new pediatric mental health facility in in Norfolk. Um, you know, just a broad military, you know, all over the world and and um, seeing seeing the world through a very different perspective, but a real desire to serve. Many in law enforcement. You know, I the list can go on and on and on. Um, but it's such a broad range of things um, that that they do. Personally, one of my very favorite right now is my air condition went out um, last week and it was fixed within a day or so because okay. with a new unit because um, one of our graduates owns his own um, HVAC business. So he's he's probably <laughs> at the top of my list there right now. <laughs> <laughs> the perks of knowing yes, the students. Yes, yes, yes. I um, love it. I so, love it. so you know, just living their best lives and being wonderful parents and traveling, continuing that exposure, mm -hmm. you know, um, that that we instilled um, in them. You know, opportunities, creating their own opportunities. Now, um, it's 
when I say, when I talk about success with them, it's defined in so many different ways. Well, I think that's what I love about what you just said, because it gives them so many opportunities that maybe they wouldn't have thought of previously. But with the exposure of the academy, and I know there's a lot of collaboration even within the community, that gives them additional options to say, hey, what about this? What if that, you know, it just opens that up, which is huge. You know, that's a huge thing. And we we know where 98% of our alumni are. And, you know, there's such a sense of family um, within the alumni, and they would do anything for one another and for the students that are currently in the program, you know, and as as their as their mom at an achievable <laughs> dream, you know, what else would you want than yeah. than for them to have that strength and that bond um, that they carry forward together? Yeah, and you can you can see that. I I remember um, the state of the city a couple of years ago, and one of your graduates was like the keynote speaker, and just you know just seeing his sense of pride. But also, I wanted to come back because I want to share what Achievable Dream is doing, but also be able to you know kind of instill that into the students. It's it's a full circle moment, you know. Franklin, he um, is a Naval Academy. Graduate and um, is is still in the in the Navy. I, he's stationed in Pennsylvania right now. So yeah, yeah. But it was a priority for him to come back. It must you know, to be yes. able to do that. Absolutely, cool. absolutely. When I was researching in advance of today's session, <laughs> I did a pretty deep dive on the website, and a thing that I never tied in, and this is me, <laughs> is um, part of your missions. You know, your deeper mission statement is that. Um, you work with each child and through the support of their family as well, try to um, help them attain a vision and develop a personal achievable dream mm-hmm. that will light the way for, to success for them. So I, I'd, I'd never thought of it that way. It, it makes complete sense. And what a thing for them to just carve out that overarching goal, that achievable dream, and know that whether it's the Naval Academy or – Riverside Health System, Legal Counsel, whatever it is they're working towards. Or the entrepreneur that helps cool your house. That's right. Yeah, that's it. You know, but they they learn through their work with you that that's what it's about, is setting that dream, setting that goal for their life. And that, that goes back to the hope thing, because right, if yep. we don't know what we're working towards, we'll become rudderless, and that's a bad feeling. So staying focused on that goal, on the hope associated with achieving that goal, um, that dream. And I think we haven't touched on it yet, but the word dream makes me want to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but all the students are actually referred to as your dreamers, correct? Yes, okay. they are. Absolutely. And are they still referred to as your dreamers once they graduate? Always. Always. Okay, so always a dreamer. Always a dreamer. Oh, so like we, have a, we have a saying, once a dreamer, always a dreamer. Mm-hmm. And even when staff move on, they refer to themselves, they'll say, once a dreamer, always a dreamer. Oh, yeah. it just continues. Always. Absolutely. Well, and you may have touched on this, but what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned? You know, there's a lot that you're instilling into your dreamers, but what have you learned from them? What's the biggest lesson? I love that question because I think we really do not focus on what we can learn from our young people. Um, I'll use the pandemic as um, the latest opportunity that I think we really had to learn. Their resiliency during the pandemic was simply amazing. 
we as adults, you know, couldn't handle the fact that we couldn't go to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, we we had to eat at <laughs> what home. What do you mean? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know, it was just you I gotta know, use the stove. <laughs> traumatic for us that we had to to eat at home. Right. Um, their whole world was uprooted, and um, their learning environment became something that was you know, ice in isolation, um, virtual. Um, maybe not the best of conditions. You know, there may have been three or four people trying to do that individual learning at one time. Um, you know, what were, what are the conditions in terms of, you know, um, having meals readily available and things of that nature? Um, and their resilience compared to none. Their optimism um, and the ability to to adjust is something that as adults we couldn't do. We did not have that same ability. And even now when I look at everyone returning to normal, normal so whatever to speak, that is, <laughs> um, you know, that still continues to be a struggle. But as young people, they've been able to once again make that transition and do it well. Um so I think that the ability to recognize that we have to be flexible, that it's not always going to be exactly the way we want it to be, and to um, adjust and to have optimism. Uh, you know, all of those are things that we can learn from our young people. Well, and you kind of need all of them to have that good outlook on things. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. I'm gonna say it's once again a full circle moment as far as as you guys pour into them. They're you know they're teaching you. The they teach moment. us every day. <laughs> you know there are times that um we think that we have stayed a step ahead of them, but uh, they keep me on. Your that's toes. not the case. <laughs> that is not the case. They keep us on our toes for certain. Absolutely. Well, Achievable Dream cannot impact the lives of students without the help of partnerships. And one of the purposes of our, you know, of our podcast is really for people to get connected. So can you elaborate maybe on some of those partnerships and any events or ways that, you know, basically the community can help support you guys' initiatives? Absolutely. We did not get here without a strong sense of partnership. Um, we could not do everything that we do because it's not just about um, the the financial support that the community brings, but we wouldn't be able to provide these opportunities if it wasn't for people being willing to commit their time and have a passion for the young people. You know, so the field trip opportunities, job shadowing, you know, um, giving our young people the opportunity to learn from their businesses. Um, we have people that come into the school on a rotating basis that is explaining to them um, all of the different career opportunities that exist within a corporation. Uh, you know, Riverside Health Systems is not just doctors and nurses and, you know, um, yeah. it is, it's, a, it's its own little city. You know, it has um, <laughs> everything. Um, but how do you know that if you've never been exposed to it? Um, and also, what does it, what is a good employee? You know, what are they looking for? And 
hearing it from someone who could actually employ you one day is very different than hearing it from your math teacher or your English teacher. Um, so once again, that's another way that it's bringing it to life for them. But we couldn't do that without the community support. I also think that, you know, 30 years and 30 years strong, and that takes the that takes a tremendous village that has been very committed to making sure that this program never lost momentum. And that was never more obvious than during the pandemic um, with all of the support that we received. So we do have our 30th anniversary event coming up in um, November, November 12th at CNU. Um, and it's really a celebration of everyone that has been a part of this organization over the years. And most certainly it will be um, very much an, uh, a tribute to Walter and his legacy and the fact that he would have never imagined what he was starting. He would have never, ever expected that this after-school program that that was primarily tennis and tutoring would be what it is. I was hoping you would get there. It's like at some point I've got to tie this in. So for our listeners, I don't think we've done it yet. Share those roots, those beginning roots with Walter, with others, giving tennis lessons. So Walter had been to Israel and seen a tennis enhancement program there. And really, tennis was the tie-in to engaging students in learning. And it was a sport that, <laughs> maybe more so at the time, was very... Manners were a huge component. Um, you would have never seen anybody throwing their racket or, <laughs> or cursing on the, on the uh, court. Um, and it really was something that he saw as a a branch, you know, as uh, something that would help young people also be able to talk to others later in life. You know, a business, you play tennis, you know, just like you do on the golf um, course. It's a way that it brings people together at all times in life. So he started a summer program that was right over at Huntington Park. Mm -hmm. Still, you know, um, wonderful tennis courts with a beautiful Best water view. view. Absolutely. <laughs> That's view. another hidden That's treasure. treasure people need to Absolutely. know. <laughs> um, and so they played tennis in the summer for four weeks um, and they would have after-school tutoring throughout the year. So he did that for two years and then decided it wasn't enough, that he wanted to do more. And he, um, McKinley Price was the chair of the school board at the time, and a man by the name of Eric Smith was the superintendent, and he went to them and said, I want a school. And they said, well, we don't give people schools. <laughs> That's not how this works. And ultimately, the agreement came up. Um, and so it was Dunbar Irwin on 16th Street, mm -hmm. and um, which is now an Achievable Dream Academy at Dunbar Irwin. We most certainly wanted to maintain that name as well. And um, that was in 1994 that the first class of fourth graders... Okay. And then they graduated in 2001. So, it, I mean, it truly grew from a, a summer tennis program. And, you know, if you hear them talk about that, how hot it was, the Nutri-Grain <laughs> bars, and um, 
and where they ended up. Um, but many of them went on to play tennis in college. And we had an interview this morning. We still play tennis. Our students still play tennis um, all the time. We have a tennis facility out back. It's on Wickham Avenue. And one of our alumni um, was just hired to be our next tennis director. So, oh, wow. Um, I don't even know that he knows yet. Oh. <laughs> well, you've got a couple weeks to let him know. Breaking news. By the time, by the time that, that this comes out, he will know. There yeah, I mean, go. we'd like to think he's going to get his news here. But like, <laughs> you're probably safe. Well, we probably need to tell him before then, but... <laughs> there you go. There you go. That, I mean, you highlighted another local treasure in that story, which is McKinley Price. I, Absolutely. Hard to imagine future. I know that because of his work and his leadership, it will be a bright future. He has put the right systems and people in place to Absolutely. carry things forward in a good way. Um, and I want to tie back. So Roots in Tennis and your premier event, which really and truly, it is one of the premier events in Hampton Roads. So that is what's happening in November. Please share with our listeners the name of the event, how they can get involved, how they can be there. So this year, um, it is our 30th anniversary celebration tennis ball. Um, and obviously, the, the name of the event has always been tied into our original roots of tennis. Um, and so, you know, it, it really will be um, different this year in that we always celebrate, and we will again this year celebrate this year's graduating class and class sponsor, but we will have two MCs from um, the first two classes of alumni. Um, and, you know, a lot of people will be highlighted and featured. We have teachers returning that were there in the very beginning. Um, the superintendent that I mentioned a few minutes ago will be here. I had to go back and dig deep into the records um, and find the original board members that that were a part. So really trying to bring everyone back that we can to to celebrate um, where we came from and where we are and where we're going. That's going to be a fun celebration. Yeah. You've got a lot to celebrate. Absolutely, we do. <laughs> I, Kara, I don't, have you attended the event? I have not. Well, you will I, this well, year. I, well, <laughs> I was your saying, schedule allows. virtually. Yeah. But <laughs> if your schedule allows. Yes, I'm sure it's, <laughs> it's, it's much bigger and better in person. So Seeing the dreamers come through the room and hearing from them is there's there's not a time that Joe and I go to that event and we're not both crying at some <laughs> yeah. point or together at the same day. You know, it's just so moving. So thank you, Lee, for making that happen every year, even during the pandemic. Well, they they deserve to be celebrated every year. Absolutely. Yeah. It's um it's one of our favorite nights too. Yeah. Sounds like it's gonna be a family reunion this year. It is, absolutely. Yeah. How do our listeners get engaged with the academy, whether it be um, if they can't do the tennis ball, you know, if their schedule doesn't permit, what are some other ways that they can be involved? Great question. We have, you know, numerous opportunities. Um, we do school tours um, in the morning, uh, really highlighting what it looks like a day in the life of a dreamer. You know, we're always looking for opportunities for our students to get involved in the community, whether that's through community service or, like I said before, job shadowing, um, field trips, um, anything of that nature. So school supply drives, you know, anything that that might be able to, to tie your company in with, with the needs of our dreamers. Um, 
we we are always looking to partner with with organizations in the community. Wonderful. Get connected. And where can we fi- get connected to you online and social? Achievabledream.org. And it is an Achievable Dream Academies on social media. Your Facebook, whoever's doing that, <laughs> is doing a wonderful job. It is so much fun to view. <laughs> I must tell you, they're pretty amazing, aren't they? Yeah. They do a great job on social media. The, I find out some stuff about an Achievable Dream <laughs> on social media. <laughs> It, 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 is, it is fun. It's informative <laughs> for everyone. It's that daily lift I think everybody needs. Like when you guys post, it's it's truly going to be something that gives great perspective for all of us who are so blessed in so many ways and makes us really reappreciate all that. And it's just great to see some good work in the community. So again, thank you for all you do. And thank you for being here with us this morning. It was my pleasure. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity. I hate to end it, I'll be honest. (laughs) Well, at some point, we'll have you back, or we'd love to have someone from the organization that you think would be a great fit here and just feature the Academy again because there's so much to talk about. And we did a great overview today, but I I just I want to get the message out there, keep the message out there for you. I appreciate that. Maybe an alumni. Yeah. There you go. I love that. Well, Lee, thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you again soon, I'm sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening and getting connected. This podcast is provided by Abbott Realty, serving Hampton Roads in real estate since 1946. Please stay connected with us on social at Abbott Realty. See you next time.